0: Oreo looming large. Saint Oreo on the outside of all the Kingsmen. Further back behind them. Here comes on the outside. Bustler and Amelia's Jewel. Saint Oreo, Amelia's Jewel. Amelia's Jewel hits the lead. Going with a bustler. But the jewel sparkles in the Giddies. Amelia's Jewel has beaten bustler. In the railway, they straightened up and Cuff and Me made a run at them. Ranged up, grabbed the lead from Maratino Resort. Man got an inside run. Buster Bass Surgeon, and rocks behind them. Alaskan God tricks at the train tricks of the trade is gathering them in here comes tricks of the trade tricks of the trade Pulls a little bit of magic out of his tricks of the trade and he wins the railway stakes. Wellington rounding them up and Lucky Swainess is coming with him. Side success with a kick. Wellington has to fight. Lucky Swainess has gone past him. Lucky Swainess has taken over. Lucky Patch hit a gap late. Lucky Swainess is in front of Lucky Patch and Lucky Swainess wins the sprint. California Spangle lead. 3.50 to go and he has a kick as you'd expect. Golden 60's two lengths away. Here's the race we wanted to see. Sp- Spangle against 60. Spangle still a length in front of Golden 60. The champ won't lie down. California Spangle, Golden 60. He's not ready to surrender that crown and he's going to beat him. Golden 60. All class, all champion, all speed. Romantic Warrior is looming ominously on the outside. Torbjorn Diamond has a run between horses. It's Romantic Warrior, the leader now from Money Catcher, Torbjorn Diamond. He's getting through from Ka Star. Romantic Warrior. First up from the derby. Conditions holding. He's holding. He just finds a way to win. He's a great horse.
1: G'day and welcome to another Racing Previews podcast. We're here to review the weekend that was. Uh, We've just listened to some of the highlights, which included the Ballarat Cup the gong uh, we had the preludes day over in hong kong we also had the railway stakes the group one taken out by tricks of the trade uh we're without will alford tonight he uh, has got a few other commitments but we are with nick Magwalter and willie barbs we've got you back on again to obviously discuss what was a great weekend in perth and in hong kong how are we doing fellas
2: yeah good thanks thanks for having me back boys
1: not a problem nico g'day lads who are we? Good to, good to get have a little bit of green on the weekend. It has been a, a tough month.
3: Oh, well, it was, the, uh, it was the deciding factor whether I was getting on a plane on January 13th or not. <laughs> sure. So, yeah, it was, it was nice to be on the right side of it for
1: us. <laughs> the magic millions is what you speak of. Absolutely can't wait for that. But let's rip straight into the review. We'll start where we always start. Ballarat, Nico, do you want to start with your girl in race one? Hypothetical
3: we got off to a good start to the day I th- thought oh well could probably only get worse from here so it was nice <laughs> it, it was nice that it's, it stayed uh, stayed relatively uh, relatively good from there fair betting move um, yeah I, I wasn't short of confidence that she had the map advantage and a fitness advantage I didn't think that the two horses resuming that are going to be better over further were going to be good enough to run past her and yeah she kicked their heads in so she was abs- absolutely truckloaded $2.80 yeah, or something I took and she jumped even money she, she touched in the red
1: yeah she was she was the only one they wanted um, you saw that I think Jules Valance put up a Twitter update right before the race saying like this is the only horse they want the other ones in the market defining and Ballet Rich obviously ran well but the market was telling you that they weren't ready and this mare was the the race fit mare she's only gone slow to the 600 2.2 below standard um, but then she's come home real quick 5.2 above so she zipped home um, given an absolute peach of a ride by Ben Malm and yeah this was obviously her race can she tackle better she probably can
3: I think she could win a bottom end stakes race whether that's going to be sooner rather than later I'm not too sure but um, Ballet will definitely be a great bet next start fourteen hundred meters. She ran super on resumption, and yeah, I'm, I'm not completely solid on defining. She's got that SP anchor mm-hmm. versillation that everyone froths, but like someone's got to, someone's got to be second in second elect in the market. Yep. And I think that's I think that's
1: all it was. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go to Race 8. Um, I will quickly say, I think you can follow Bally Rich stepping up in trip. I think you can follow the Quinella. They are well above 78 grade. Race 8 was the Ballarat Cup over 2,000 metres. Um, Cerelio Miss has led this, and I couldn't really tell watching it live, um, but she's led this at a very, very, very fast tempo. 17, oh, sorry, that is the class average. So, she's led at 16.2 lengths above the all average. So, lightning um, fractions. It is worth noting that we started on a good four at Ballarat, by the time we got to race eight, it was a heavy eight. Um, she's led at a frantic tempo, and the two class horses have come to the fore here. We talked about a big betting move. This was another one, Banker's Choice. Um, $4 into $3.10, a tissue was pushed out to $2.70 late and. Banker Choice was the strongest I think Johnny Allen captures his third or fourth Ballarat Cup and yeah, nice horse Quinella Smart. Thoughts?
3: I'll go Um, yeah, look, there was one that I got wrong, I zigged where I should have zagged but I I don't regret my decision at all, I took whatever price I took, about $3 $3.80 or so after deductions Tissue. I think I took about four dollars twenty, and then some deductions and stuff after that. But yeah, look, uh, the money was expressed late to tell you that Banker's Choice uh, was there to win. Um, I just didn't think necessarily that that's what he liked doing. But he had he had all the right form. If you the form was pretty obvious in the form guide, and I I knew the form that he had. I just I just didn't really want to be with him. So. Uh, I don't regret the bet. I was just beaten on the day, but yeah, I don't think um, I don't think it's issue's lost any admirers.
1: Yeah, no, not at all. One thing I will say quickly before you go, barbs is um, they talk about the the wet track ind- indicator on um, whose podcast is that again? Um, having an absolute mental blank year year round carnival. Vincent Riccardi. Vince uh, Vincent Cardi. Vincent Cardi talks about the wet track indicator, and I think this really, really strong money for Banker's Choice late was obviously... I think he is a better wet tracker than a tissue, and I also think they must have thought they were going to run fast here. We saw Banker's Choice run so well in the Crystal Mile at the Valley. That was a fast tempo on a heavy track. Apples to apples here, the form lined up. And look, I know a tissue does get through a wet track, but I think Banker's Choice was the one who gets through it better, and that was potentially part of the reason why the money just came in absolute drives late. Um, Yes, they were both peaking for 2,000 meters, A tissue probably peaked last start as well, so potentially she, I I thought she was still really good, but yeah, Banker's Choice, if, if he was going to run his race, then I can see why the market was always going to come with him. Willie Barbs, what were your thoughts on the Ballarat Cup?
2: Um. Yeah, well, they steamed him really, really late. I reckon it was in the last minute. I was in the tab uh, in Hobart, and I reckon I took about 4.20, probably about a minute before the jump, and then I looked back at Sportsbet, and he was 3.10, like, at the jump. They smashed him late. I think also to note uh, as well, Ballarat late was playing super, super wide, and to... Mm. The runner's off pace, so I think they also looked at that as well. Like The, the track pattern suited him down to an absolute T.
1: Yeah. You just wish uh, the Waller horse wasn't scratched because I feel like they would have only scratched because of the wide barrier. Um, what was his name again? The OTI horse? I forgot what his uh, name was. Um, but he I can't ca- see it in the result. Yeah, his name
3: he- was Long Villas.
1: Long Villas, um, he came out of the five diamonds and his form looked absolutely outstanding for this, but he drew cast, I think he drew 14 or something, and um, Waller, we know he loves his barriers, and I think he's scratched because of the barriers. Um, he probably would have ended up in the right spot on the day anyway. So Not Waller's like... only
3: stuff up in the race. What? A tissue? Why is Polly Gray not run?
1: Oh, yeah. I'm not that's, sure. Surely there's got to be more to it than that.
3: If, there's, if she hasn't got a little issue... Complete silliness.
1: Yeah, she's obviously a different horse on a on a heavy track. She got
3: she got her perfect track on Saturday, and she wasn't there.
1: Yeah, yeah, complete miss. If you if she was okay to run, then yeah, I absolutely agree. Complete miss. But hopefully there was something wrong, and they didn't just open the form guide on the Sunday and on the Saturday morning and see a good four and go, no, she's out. They didn't anyway, even do
3: it on Saturday. It was a Friday that she, they took her out. Friday afternoon.
1: Yeah, then surely there was something wrong. We'll have to follow that up. Let's go to race 10. It was only a benchmark 84 in name, but it certainly wasn't one in nature. We've seen two very, very good horses, probably even three, maybe even four, but you can definitely focus on the Quinella um, and the Trifecta. You want to chuck in the fourth one as well. But Green Fly has produced a massive final 600 metres, Eight lengths above the all average off a slow tempo. They only went 1.8 fast to the 600. So he's really unleashed with a huge turn of foot. Obviously, I think he ran on cup day and he probably just wasn't in the right part of the track. He was absolutely in the right part of the track here at Ballarat on Saturday. Um, detonator Jack. Johnny Allen, probably not He, I'm not sure. I don't know if you can bag the ride too much, but... Ben Malham has out, outridden him here. He's found the fast lane. He's come steaming home down the outside. Detonator Jack was staying at 1,400 metres, so potentially he's already looking for the mile, and Greenfly has just been too sharp for him. But, yeah, this is a very good race, and I think these are a couple group-class horses.
2: Yeah, 100%. Um, look, like we touched on, uh, Detonator Jack was Nico's best. Uh, unfortunately, it was, it was backed off the map, and then yeah, you got... Pipped on the line by the fly, which Mean Wilbur was sticking up for. So, yeah, look, I was pretty happy at the end of the race. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're both horses to follow. Detonator Jack definitely is probably looking for the mile now. I think Munamek probably doesn't handle heavy ground. I think he's probably going to be suited. Uh,
1: and he still ran really back. well.
2: Yeah, probably suited better back on top of the ground if he's going to get that, who knows, with the weather we're coughing at the moment. And then, yeah, Ryden and Rose as well noted that it needed the run, so I'm sure there'll be massive improvement in that horse second up.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Nico, what were your thoughts?
3: Well, this was at the part when I had arrived in a Echuca, and I was... Uh, <laughs> Narrative
1: here, punnies. <homies. laughs> Set the scene. Not...
3: I was not... I hadn't seen the last couple of races... All I had seen, I had my phone quickly beside me. I could check the market, couldn't watch the race, and I've just seen detonated. It's absolutely steamed. I'm like, oh yeah, I I just going for a right fill yeah. up. This was this was huge. This was like nearly four figure collect. So I was like, this is eating me up inside. I can't watch it, and I'm like, I'm just waiting to see the boys go bang and everything in the group chat. <laughs> and i'm waiting 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 and there's no bangs and it's like and then i then i say you bang and i'm like oh no yeah he he's not he's not he's, not he's not banging detonator jack <laughs> <laughs> and then i see and when i see it's friend second see the exactest paid paid uh, 22 dollars i'm like
1: oh, have anything on it no no oh no, no.
3: i was like you're
1: kidding me.
3: So I was like, "This, I said, that'll be right." I've had a reasonably good day so far. This is when it'll all turn to the shit. This, this, I'll, I'll get rolled in WA. <laughs> I'm gonna see what'll happen now. Um, oh, anyway. a great game.
1: It was a great race and obviously as I as I mentioned, benchmark eighty four by name, but certainly not by nature. You can follow those first four across the line. I don't think the best horse Deadland won the race
3: Jackson. on Saturday. Like I'd be I'd be pretty shocked if Dadonana Jack's not the best horse at the end of these. Yeah, but he's four he's, horse's he's not, career. He's not a
1: fourteen hundred metre horse. And yeah, he, he's and he was probably... carrying the penalty as well. He carried sixty and a half yeah. kilos, so he gave the winner three and a half weight and he was in the slow lane compared to the winner. I'm
3: backing him. I'm backing him for the Caulfield Cup. There you go. Partners. Yeah, you probably still could.
1: Nice early. No park.
3: market yet. If I get like yeah, really? if I get fifties plus, I'm gonna back. Is it. there no market yet? No.
1: That's a bit of a not disgrace. Not last
3: time I checked.
1: There's no market for the All Star Mole yet either, which is a bit of a joke, but anyway. Get
3: Keats in
2: there, punners.
1: We'll uh we'll leave that rant for another podcast. Let's go up to Sydney. Well not really Sydney, it's Kembla Grange. So New South Wales. The gong was run over 1600 metres there was 16 of them and Riadini a little bit of a hateful horse as Nico would say that's that's just my opinion anyway he's a horse Can we, that,
3: just, can we just touch on the rubbish pre-race oh,
1: the pre-race the bang of the shows gong.
3: you how shows you how much they're just trying to make themselves relevant racing mm. new south wales back and putting horses in having to back them out because we haven't smacked the bloody drum <coughs> The gong. Telling, telling everyone to bloody get up and about in front of the cameras like, or you something know, on Everest Day. Like, just so fake. Yeah, yeah but
2: then you see the video. Everyone they're trying to drum it up. Then he hits the gong and the crowd just goes dead silent. There was nothing. There was oh, no man, reaction. Just absolutely, it was just, just shambles. It was very super cringeworthy. Shambles.
1: Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a massive fan of the whole... Look, I don't mind the, the theatrics. I don't mind it. Like, sure, bang the gong, whatever. But when you hear of horses getting startled because of all what's going on and then they've got to back them out of the stalls just because they've got to hit this gong like that's a joke like this is a one million dollar horse race already
3: already running three and four minutes behind
1: before oh, they, they started
3: all this other run they'd,
1: they'd be loving that they're running behind because oh, all that turnover in the last yeah, couple correct. minutes millions 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 pumped through the yeah. the SP so it's
3: funding these stupid races <laughs>
1: Anyway, let's get on back onto the race. Riadini has been able to come from off the speed. So Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott have you know kind of turned this horse around who was one-dimensional, um, in my opinion. Anyway, they've, The leaders traveled 11 lengths fast to the 600 meters and they've come home slow, but they have gone out very, very fast here, and he's been the strongest one late. For me, he's been a, a bit of a hard horse to catch and I certainly didn't catch him, but he did win here as the favorite, $6.50. Um, I thought Brutality ran well, but he he was given none from the outset. They dragged him back to last. Um, Purple Sector was the other bet we've had. He's just a bit of a nonny. Um, he, he had all his right conditions on Saturday, 54.5 kilos, barrier one, perfect run, and couldn't get the job done. Old Flame has run well again from well back. Um, but yeah, all on as a winner, I think.
3: Uh, I'm starting to think your mate, Brutality, he's a bit like a an old blue jacket where he used to back. Someone pointed this out and I said he's dead at the same horse. Just Who? an absolute shadow.
1: Creadierus. Oh, Creadierus. Uh,
3: just an absolute... Almost... Just, just always gets back. He's always the flash and light. He just doesn't go past them.
1: I don't know. I don't know. Like, he, he settled dead last year and, like, a clear dead last... He's been beaten 1.6 lengths. And I think the whole prep is a cock-up.
3: Yeah, but isn't that... That's what Creed Uris always used to do. He used to win the occasional race. Brutality hasn't won the occasional race yet.
1: Yeah, but has he been placed right this preparation? Or has he been placed against Everest horses?
3: the start of his preparation, he wasn't placed right.
1: He's been yeah, placed wrong just, in every can't, race. You can't, like you, can't
3: just, you can't just place him wrong and just use it as an excuse.
1: Yeah, but I'm not. I'm
3: not. I'm not not directly having to dig at you. I'm just saying I don't know if the horse is completely genuine. Yeah, but I don't know know what you're saying. We
1: haven't had a chance to see if he's genuine because he, like, he's a 1400 meter, 1600 meter handicapper. He's been placed in the Sydney Stakes, the Hunter, like, like they're some of our best sprinters.
2: The Hunter placement was strange given that all the word was, he's going to the gong, he's going to the gong, like, was he underdone or something? Why, why did they run him and then back him up? If know. his whole aim was, if his whole aim was Kemba the gong, then you wouldn't have thought he would have needed to go on the Hunter. That that was just very strange. 1,300
1: metres straight to 1,600 metres on the back yeah. for a target race. Like, I don't know. I don't know. It was a, it was a weird platform. But anyway, Will, what do you think of the race? Uh,
2: to be fair, I didn't have a bet. I looked at and I thought, no, nah, six fifty the field, no thanks. I wasn't interested in this race anyway, yeah. um, which I touched on. on Horrible races lot. to bet into. Yeah, yeah. Was,
3: they're all even so even. They all just take their turn. Yeah. They're all just numbers. Yeah, I agree.
2: It was the same. It was just I I, I watched the race. I thought Old Flames Run was huge. It mm. was the barrier gave it absolutely none. Probably if it draws softer, it probably wins the race. To be fair. Um, and that's probably the only thing I'd fall out of that race. So I think it's
1: he's flying that horse.
3: Actually, Absolutely got yeah, flying. it's
2: actually got talent.
3: Yeah, his form guys a bit inconclusive. Old Flame, he's gone super oh, this oh, preparation. Yeah, 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 I, yeah.
2: I think the, the runner in the the like that that, time, that, was... that
3: thing it, that day at Caulfield was an absolute tragedy, and then he got the he way... copped he cupped an absolute peach from J Mac at Flemington.
1: Yeah, and at Flemington.
3: Yeah, he's a good he's a good Group Two
1: horse. Agree with all of the above. All right, let's crack on to race nine. We saw another progressive miler, or oh, he'll probably get further in time. Two thousand meters beyond, it was Nugget in the Benchmark eighty eight. Obviously trained by Kieran Maher and David Uses for the Australian Bloodstock team, he's carried sixty two kilos. I think what was it? He's only his second start in Australia. He ran on Cup Day and he ran well there, but got a dry track here. Um, it was a very very arrogant win. Two and a half lengths, just about off a fast tempo. Um, and he's kind of faced the breeze from a long way out here. They, Collett was just happy to have him three wide, have it, had a trail um, into the race, and he's been much too good. He is a lot better than this grade, I would suggest.
3: That's 100%. What, that's what made it even worse. After seeing him absolutely pissing being mm. off the map, I'm like, oh, well, definitely that will not lose now.
2: Yeah, but green Fly was in that race, so you had the Green Greenfly, you know, they all come out of that same race. did not now Jack, Mootamec, Greenfly. all come out of the same race.
1: Well, this is, this is it. This is the next, this is the next bunch of horses who could be group one level in the coming, mm. you know, coming season or two. And this is another one. We've got to mention it. His name's Nugget and he could be running in the Ingham next. <laughs> 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 Tell me that is not oh. hilarious. <laughs>
3: Isn't it, think... funny? Isn't it funny, though, like, at the start of the spring, everyone's, like, going on about, oh, how like, we've, you know, we didn't have no Hitotsu, we didn't have no think it over, we didn't have, you know, a bunch of those good horses, and everyone's like, oh, no, Incentivize. 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 I was looking, Incentivize. I was thinking, like, it didn't come to mind <laughs> quick enough. But everyone's like, oh, we don't have enough good horses, and then, like, you get to the end of the spring, like, right now... You reel off like some of the stayers that are now there heading into next season. You've got these other horses that are very progressive, and it's like mm. as soon as someone like starts to question the depth, there's always those horses that are going to take the step, yeah. Or there's a yeah. bunch of them that are able to take the step. So yeah, gets you. I'm so I'm so excited. We're summer,
1: like yeah, absolutely. Hopefully me, they all stay fit now. and healthy. That's the only thing you pray. We've oh, already had. Yeah. Barkley Square go down today, so there's one progressive three-year-old who won't we won't see in the autumn, but yeah, hopefully they'll stay fit and well.
2: Hopefully, it's a theme at the moment. Lately, all the
3: good ones in mm. the last did, two, two years. Nah, did you another. boys see? Uh, did you see the video of Hatatsu at Kieran's today? I haven't seen him the, yet. I he, saw Gus first, say he looks good. First bit of under saddle work.
1: Love it. Uh, yeah. The only other race, obviously at Kembla, was the last and. My boyfriend. A- and also David Gately's boyfriend, Tamerlane. All he needs, lads, is dry tracks. I know he's been given another PR here, He'd be a group
3: one star on a Zach. good track. <laughs> and, and Zach. Was- <laughs> <laughs> and he got, he, he got the
2: ultimate gear change at Sydney at the moment. He got Zach.
1: Zach Lloyd aboard. But honestly, Not this Zach horse. Zach
3: <laughs>
2: no, the other, The other star, Zach.
1: This horse is a horse that. You know he he was a little bit hateful, but he used to like he's he's got a lot of wet track form where they used to ride him back, and he'd always come home and kind of just plug away, and he was turning into a bit of a money muncher. But this preparation, he's got his good tracks. He's been able to settle close. He obviously led in this race, and the money was relentless. Really, we tipped him at eight fifty on close friends. He's ended up starting four dollars twenty. Obviously, there was a little bit of deductions to come off that, but we still, I think we still got high sixes. Um, so, yeah, all he needs is his dry track. This is his level <laughs> The rating isn't great. It's only uh what is it He hasn't even broken benchmark, but still, this is his level seventy eight grade Place him in this again, um, and he can win again
2: the The ride was super arrogant too. I don't know if you paid attention to it, but Zach was like turning around, having a look at the top of the straight. Yeah. so I think the horse potentially had more to offer late too,
1: yeah, yeah, fair enough. All right, let's go to Ascot. Obviously, the Group 1 Railway meeting over there in Perth. Um, I think it was, what was it, a soft 7 or a soft 6 on the Thursday. Uh, Obviously, sunshine, 27 degrees, beautiful weather in God's Country, Willie Barbs, and they've started on a soft 5. I think race 2 is where we're going to kick off.
2: Yep. Yeah, God's Country over there, it's beautiful. Looking forward (laughs) to going back for Christmas, actually get some sun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, race two, very strongly with Pikey, and he duly saluted. That was probably the easiest watch of the afternoon, I reckon. Yeah. A long way out, he looked like he was just going to belt him, and he did. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as soon as he took that gap at the top of the straight, it was all over, really.
1: Mm. Um, Kulf and- was obviously held up in between <laughs> runners, and it was never it was never looking like winning, but... This truly inspired, this was only a 66 plus race over 2200 meters, but he looks every bit a Perth Cup horse. Um, it'll be very interesting to see when the Perth Cup market comes up, what type of price they put him up, because look, he hasn't beaten much here, but he's come off a fast tempo. He's run his last 600 meters, um, well above average, 3.3 above, so it's, it's a very solid performance. Um, and it was an arrogant performance, as you said. He's won by two and a half lengths going away it's just a typical Bob Peters progressive style.
2: Yeah, 100%. It's got, it's got Perth Cup written all over, I guess. It's sort of... I think Midnight Blue is winning better races maybe this time last year, but it's very similar profile.
1: Yeah. Quick one. Are you backing Truly Inspired or Alaskan God if they go up in the... Per- like, if they both against each other in the Perth Cup?
2: Uh, Alaskan God. I think... It's not a sixteen hundred meter horse. Um, yeah, we'll get I think to that we in the we state. got we'll get to that yeah. yeah. But yeah, probably I'd say Alaskan God. I mean,
1: but just yeah, with, eight. so Perth Cup that'll be it's handicap, isn't it?
2: Yeah, and I so, think it's in January.
1: Yeah, right. So Alaskan yeah. God will probably have fifty-eight. eight. Trillion Spy will probably have 53, 54. But there still could be that gap between them anyway, just on talent or radio. I
2: think Alaskan God's just an out-and-out out stay. But like I said, we'll get on that to that later.
1: Let's crack on to race four. Nico, if you've got any thoughts, just feel free to budge in. It was the Amelia Park, handicap, 1,400 metres, another 66-plus race. And it's another one where we've got the market absolutely spot on. El $5 we've been able to take, and it's been crunched into $2.80 favourite. Um, the rating of the race isn't outstanding, but visually, the horse was very impressive. What does she notch up? Her fourth win? No six win. Uh
2: no, yeah, she's six from eight now.
1: Six from eight, um, and th- this was honestly one-way traffic. Um, the other horses in the market were Written Matter and Zafira. I didn't really see if they were just disapp- plain disappointing, disappointing. Yeah, but they finished well back. Um, and the betting told the story here. What were your thoughts on the winner?
2: She was impressive. Um, I think like touch on i think she was sort of first up and she's not being first up and then she maintains that record um she handles all conditions as well i think you can definitely follow her going forward i think um how do you say it's a fear yeah i can put you can put the pen through that now it stepped up in classes last year and it's gone no good mm. um and yeah, I don't know what happened to Written Matter either, so... Winner All only. on as the winner, and yeah, pretty much I think winner only. Maybe even Real Danger gets a senior jockey back when You can probably follow that again. That probably went around uh, a bit overs, considering it had won two in a row going to that race as well. But yeah, winner only I think going forward, and I, I think she's uh, just one we can follow throughout the summer. I know what so, happened.
3: All the RP faithful listened to us, Barb, this just backed up the truck. <laughs> 100 percent! It was it was late. Yeah. She's a little and it, she's a little star over there. She's no yeah, she's no she's, superstar, but she's a good little horse. She's yeah. been very profitable to you and I, and hopefully, long well, may it continue.
1: And she had Pikey back. I, oh actually, yeah. uh, Pikey first time I think. So I'm pretty get, sure it
3: was Pikey, get rid of, Pikey get, first time. Get yeah. at Carbury bloke. She's <laughs> had she's had nice CP
2: sit on her twice, and then Carbury for the rest, and then get yeah got Pikey on Saturday and just. Again, it was pretty a bit arrogant as well and
3: she put him away. Interesting I heard today on the airways. They someone was saying that Patrick Carberry is the, like he's the, nearly the best big time rider in WA. Not not sort of talk about Pike, but outside of Pike. I I found that sort of hard. To, he has ridden some good races. With. His
1: his ride on Amelia Jewel was super. His ride to win the Perth Cup last year on Midnight Blue was absolutely outstanding. Yeah, but I know he, he has had a, his fair share giant, of as He was well. the Giant Slayer.
3: on, Was it Regal Power?
1: Yes, Regal, Regal Power beat Western Empire, but Western Empire at the
3: real short. Western Empire. Uh, was Western a, was Empire. That's
2: like four four or five wide the trip. Oh, yeah,
1: that was, sick. <laughs> that was sick. Anyway, let's crack on to race five. It was. The Jungle Miss Classic, over 1,200 metres. Listed race, set weights and penalties for the three-year-old fillies and mares. Um, oh, no, sorry, three-year-old plus fillies and mares, I should say. And it was taken out by the mare, who beat the three-year-old filly, Snipperucci. Um, this horse, I'll just quickly mention Dano's ratings. I haven't mentioned that yet. 97.7, so solid rating, was inside the top five. The top five for the weekend were... Banker's Choice 99.5 Amelia's Jewel 98.8 Nugget 98.5 Snipperucci 97.7 and Golden Broom the Impressive Queensland at 97.5 Snipperucci tell me,
3: tell, me, tell me springs over without telling me springs over
1: Yeah, obviously nothing in the hundreds no, But
3: No no triple figures
1: Yeah, that is a little bit disappointing but it is what we kind of come to expect after the, the season has died down Somehow sports bet put up during the week uh four dollars 80 each. we were able to boost that up to plus five dollars it, it wasn't around long but a few racing previews faithful were able to snatch it up and what an overlay it was um has only gone slow it's gone 2.8 to the 600 below and then it's ripped home 6.5 lengths above for an overall figure of 3.7 so it's a, definitely a solid performance. She'll back up in the winter bottom this week. I think she's a 20s chance. Look, she'll be part of the speed battle there and you'd suggest there will be a few that are too good for her. But ridden well by Brad Parnham here has just got the better of Baby Paris, who, who did really run well. Um, you were pretty keen on Baby Paris, Wilbur. Yeah,
2: she played off behind the gates and shit again. But um, look, it was all on as the winner. I mean, Baby Paris the speed, got a real cosy run, carried almost four kilos less and Sniperooch just couldn't run down Sniperooch. They belted the rest. Um Yeah, look, they're the two to follow out of the race. Obviously, I wouldn't be following Sniperooch into the Group 1 on the weekend, but
3: dropping back from that grade, you can definitely follow it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Nico, any thoughts on this race? Uh No, no.
3: nothing in particular.
1: Let's move on then. We won't waste any time. Race 6 was the Carbine club of WA Stakes. 1,400 metres. And it's been taken out by... What do you call him? The ex-Victorian. He also had some form in Sydney. His name is Minx Moment. And we're able to find him um, at the double figures, which was was nice. Um, He's been able to beat MTA. It's a bit of a number, uh, even though it always kind of runs well in this grade. Pans down Starline and Billy Ain't Silly. So... It's not a bad race. Devoted was the two dollar fifty favorite. Um, yes, he, he probably didn't have the greatest. He probably didn't have the greatest of luck again. Look, they have gone five point seven above, so it's a fast tempo, and he has been caught out in no man's land. But
3: jury is well or truly out.
1: The jury is out, and the the patience of the punters is starting to wear a little bit thin. We did tip him, but hopefully you had a bet on the winner as well, which was Mink's moment, um, an impressive winner, and. Look, this horse obviously started favourite. I think a lot of people are forgetting that this horse started favourite on Cup Day against horses like Detonator Jack and Nugget and obviously just didn't handle the wet track. And when you think about it like that, the fact that it's gone around here, double figures against perf kind of B-graders, it was always going to be a decent bet.
3: Kicking myself. I didn't have any more <laughs> than such a small wager. I, I got 17s in that little... Yeah, wow. In that little uh, sports bet dilemma, yeah, nowhere near enough on.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, this was the other one that
3: I only had. The only market had $10 put up on it because I was keen on devoted. Yeah, I should have had a proper crack, and then I had a massive overlay in the race. But
1: yeah, well, say say it finishes second to uh, Detonator Jack on Cup Day because the track oh, was a bit I better. Know. What yeah. what price?
3: <laughs> no, it,
2: it probably would have gone around favourite.
3: I got sucked into the. Favorite, at least. I got sucked into the devoted rubbish, these SP anchor. It was just a mixture of things that got me, so in devoted's corner that it was purely just as a saver.
2: Yeah, and you know what the worst thing with devoted is it's going to have that SP anchor for the rest of its crew Because the start of this preparation, it's not a dollar eighty favorite to the railway winner. Mm. The, that SP is going to follow it everywhere.
3: Yeah, and this, um, a, well, he's just he's gonna be a good horse to take on from now on. I don't think yeah, he's that yeah. good to be honest.
2: He's in the bin for me.
3: Yeah.
2: Um yeah, Benny way too good during the week, throwing that one out there it was good. I think the horse fall out of the race, like I mentioned on Thursday. Definitely Billy and Silly. Very good run first up, um and yeah, unbeaten second up. So everything really that he you said in the preview again.
3: happened though.
2: With him. Yeah, he'd go straight to the front and be weak late, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, He'll grow a leg second up and you can definitely follow him in the same yeah. sort of grade I would have thought. Hopefully they don't Hopefully, they don't aim up too high because I don't think he's a group one horse.
2: I don't think he is either. Just put him in this grade again and I think he'll be uh, much better suited second up obviously as his record suggests and they, they'll be, find it much harder to actually get where, him. I think,
3: where that. are they going to go with Mink's moment now? Like, What sort of race they do they go to? There's
1: all those new races at the end of the
3: do you have, they're not 100. taking him to a gold rush now, surely. Um, I know it's only a group two, but like he's not good enough to be winning that, is he? They may he as well have be. a crack. Not, you're, not back, you're not backing him to be... No, you're not line. backing
1: him, but if you're the trainer, you may as well have a crack if you can get in on his rating. I would Suppose. have
3: thought. Do you, do, you, do you reckon he's 1,400 metres? Is this his sweet spot?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think Well, they're, they're probably
3: right. going to go to the gold rush
1: then yeah if he can get into the race because his rating wouldn't be that high i wouldn't think but yeah all right one horse that could be a group one horse whether she will win a group one is still to be decided but amelia's jewel was able to land the wa guineas group two 1600 meters five hundred thousand dollar race so it's a it's a definitely a rich race by wa standards for a group two and she was my best bet of the day and she's duly saluted um Carberry, we have to take the hat off here. It definitely was a much, much better ride than last start. He kind of had to be a little bit patient. He was crowded for room at one stage approaching the turn. But once that gap did come, he didn't wait around. He went bang. Um, Bustler did hit the front momentarily, but she was much too good for him. Um, She's run the third fastest final 200 meters of the meeting. Obviously, I mentioned her Dan O'Sullivan rating was what was it, ninety-eight point eight, I believe. Ninety-eight point eight. So she's going to have to elevate to win a Norvley Stakes, no doubt, because Cascading is a he's a dead set one hundred three plus horse. He can reach probably one hundred four, and you know she she still does have a few lengths to find, but she could do it. Um, she's been really really strong late here. Um, last 600 nearly 4 lengths above average first time 1600 metres stepping up to 1800 metres what are our thoughts on her as a horse Uh,
2: look good win Um, much much better ride by Carberry he definitely was way more proactive as you would think in one of her grand finals I think stepping up to 1800 metres would be ideal for her like I said I think she has been looking for sixteen hundred meter sixteen hundred meters all prep, and she was clearly the strongest late in that race. Um, the margin will only say six of a length, but she was going away from him late. So I think yeah, the eighteen hundred meters will suit. Um, is she good enough to beat Cascadian? I mean, we'll find out. Um, I think the thing with her compared to him is she's got upside, and we know where his level is, so. I think it'll be an absolute
1: cracker she's going to go around unders though is she not like she's probably Cascading going to go around I think she's going to should, start with a two yeah. and I think he I think, should be favourite yeah potentially I just think she, I think she's going to start with a two in front of her whether that's $2.80 something like that and I I, th- I just think it just feels short Nico what are your so thoughts so do you
3: take
1: sorry yeah, what, finish what you
3: saying, Bubs?
2: I was going to say so do you take the price now isn't she four bucks
1: She's not four bucks, oh, is
2: she? She's three dollars like fifty. Is she? I thought he was three, $3 fifty. $3. She was four.
3: 50. Thought I got the wrong way. Cascadian's four bucks. Um, on sports
1: bet, Cascadian four dollars. Amelia's jewel three dollars. Sorry, Nico, go. Yeah, sorry.
3: Yeah, um, yeah. She's a she's the little star in the making. Um, amazing these horses in WA. They've always got targets on their back. They still rode to get her beat. There was mm. pushing and shoving. That middle section, I was like, oh no, this is not what I wanted. Um, but yeah, you just there was never going to be any issues. When she was out at the top of the straight, you knew that her turn of foot to get her out of trouble. Um, yeah, it's exciting uh, to have a horse like her. Simon Miller um, touched on a couple of things um, on the airways. On the verdict and on s e n track that um she she touches seventy one kilometers an hour in her track gallops, like she just does everything so fast she's just like he pretty much said she's she is one of a kind like the the splits she can rip home she's mm. she's not allowed to work with any other horses at home she has to work off them because she she breaks them yeah. Like she's got to considerably sit off him to to let her run through the line. She goes, they have so much trouble pulling her up. She's just steaming. All she wants to do is just run and run fast. Um, and a couple of her targets, uh, all things going equal, she's potentially going to come over for an all star mile. So I haven't had a look at the programming. Does the Australian Guineas fall before or after the all star mile? do Either of you two know?
1: Definitely before. It's definitely Guineas all star mile and then then Australian Cup next year. So. Yeah. I don't could... know if
3: she'd go to 2,000, but you'd definitely be setting her for the Australian Guineas and the, the All-Star Mile. Yeah, 100%. She's, she's in the Australian Guineas up for her ears. It's um, like the, well, they, the best. They were saying um, Dean Lester and Simon Miller, obviously very good friends, and Simon Miller does, uh, Dean Lester does all Simon Miller's like, programming and stuff when they go into state, and there's the potential that she might even rock up in Oakley Plate first up. Really, like she not. not not necessarily would she be able to win it, but sure. Dino was of the impression that like it would be a race that would suit her. Like this eleven 1, hundred meters, sitting off a hot speed, she Possibly, might be she might be too may. she might be too far off often But it'd be funny prep to go to an Oakley plate if yeah. you're on a mile path. Yeah. But
1: I think you go. I think you'd, you'd just be sitting there for the
3: for a charity, wouldn't you? I think yeah. you got just one go to a charity or an all into. Yeah, or-
1: It'd be interesting if they if they did bring her to like if they bring her to Victoria, will it be for a full four run preparation, or will they give her a, you know a, an easy time of it first up in WA? Like we've seen Behemoth, he obviously a lot of the time he's resumed in in South Australia, had an easy win and then come to Australia for those types of races. I'm not no, sure I think it. I think well, they the thing bring is it here,
3: she's WA to have, Victoria. She's yeah. not going to have a break. Yeah that's he, true. he pretty much said she's only going to have a freshen up because like all the all our autumn horses are in the paddock at the moment. Hmm. She's still going. She's still got another 2 weeks to the grand final. She's she's only going to be having a freshen up because the autumns yeah, couple here. weeks in the paddock. He, he, not long. Not long yep. to go so. Yep. Move yeah.
1: Move on to the group one. Yeah. All right. Race 8 was the railway stakes the time honored 1600 meter group one handicap and colin webster i think he's 82 years old has been able to capture his first ever group one win with a very talented horse by the name of tricks of the trade been given an absolute guns deer by troy turner here look he was kind of the map horse ended up drawing barrier six Um, i think there might have been a few that came out um, he's now 14 starts for 9 wins, 3 seconds and a third placing um, and the final 200 metres has been very dominant here. Obviously, the horse that we're on, Alaskan God, has massively underachieved. 1,600 metres second up was he just flat. Um, the market told us that Tricks of the Trade was definitely the one to beat. He was you know, $4.80 around that mark rock solid while Alaskan God was fives out to six as late and he's been much too good for him. Um, on punting form, the the average benchmark for a winter bottom is six lengths. Above average, this has been 6.2, so it's just an average sort of winter bottom. We saw on Dano's stuff that- Railway. Oh, sorry, not, not winter bottom, railway. It didn't rate overly well. Um, it didn't even make it onto the top five. So, look, it might not be the strongest railway ever, but this horse is still on an upward trajectory.
2: It didn't didn't look the strongest railway on paper, did it? Like the the no. market couldn't even really give you a favourite. Um, yeah. I think we pulled the wrong rein. Um, like we sort of touched on earlier. Alas and God it's, it's two thousand meters now.
1: He was um, a derby winner obviously last prep.
2: Yeah, he was on he was on last prep. He went around uh, He debuted over 1300 metres And that was too short And then He won at 14 18 18 22 and 24 um, Look I think they tried to set him for a 600 metres But he just He's not quick enough To keep up with him And even to Sprint with him I think I think the first up run um, It was He just had the freshness in his legs And he didn't come on second up um, yeah. it We that, nailed
3: it. And was that split That he sizzled home in 1096 first up, that everyone was frothing. Yeah, but you know the difference.
1: The difference between first up was obviously he had the the freshness on his side, but it was also off a slow tempo. We can see a lot of these stayers come back off a slow tempo and they can really charge through the line late. This was a fast tempo in a group one, you know, group one genuine tempo. He's a 2,400 meter horse and he just hasn't known what's hit him here, second up at at the mile. And he's been. I think
3: everyone's forgetting this was a horse that they talked about bringing for a Caulfield Cup. Not, no mile races. Yeah. I know it's different because he's, he's only in WA. and yeah. Everyone just thought he
1: was the best horse in the race. First. Well, I, I thought that anyway. And I still think he is the best horse in the race, but maybe not yeah. at 1600.
2: I think he, he'll probably be the best horse in the race in time. He'll probably, well, if he goes to the Perth Cup, he'll be extremely hard to beat. He's, um, the, he's probably not the
3: best horse in the race
2: over 1600 metres, though. No, absolutely not. But yeah. in time, if you look back at their careers, he'll probably
3: have oh, the, yeah, the every... best career. Every possible, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so, quick one: Can he win a Northerly Stakes?
3: No.
2: I think he's better suited up to eighteen hundred meters, but I don't think he'll keep up with Cascading Amelina's duel when they let rip. I think if they take off,
3: he won't go with them. Is everyone is everyone over, overshadowing Cascadian a little bit? Like he's a proper proper horse.
1: Well, apparently he won his most recent trial there as well. I haven't been able to look at it yet, but I'm keen Special to drive K, it straight after this.
3: Special K won his trial yesterday. Yeah. Or today, Spe- whatever it was. Special K will win a race over that. He likes Perth. Hopefully, yeah. Special K goes to that race that he won last year, the Shalaki or whatever it's he called. He is. I'm pretty sure he's going he there.
1: And then he's going to the Gold Rush. I think, yeah.
3: Be, he'll, win, um... he'll win the Shalaki. I saw, I saw his coat today... Uh, at the beach. He looks immaculate.
1: Yeah, he would be a... He looks super. ...picture of health. What were you saying, Bobs?
2: Who did he knock off? It was like a $2 favorite or something. It was a Peter's uh, horse.
1: Two, yeah, two years
2: ago. Not Inspirational Girl. Um, it was their, their sprinter, wasn't celebrity it? Celebrity Queen? Yeah, that was sick.
1: I yeah, bet Celebrity Queen. <laughs> yeah. yeah he, celebrity he likes, Queen he looked likes... like a, the moral of all morals on the program. And he like he
3: was he was out of the, he was dead set out the chair.
1: Yeah
2: no good went over there got dry track and just it's funny. ripped
3: home late yeah. when they when the blue army announced that they were going they spoke to the travelling foreman his name escapes me just at the moment George uh, no nah, not George
1: George Foreman <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you walked into that
3: one <laughs> you and your dad jokes at the moment, just, just absolutely just stupid
1: Barb's like anyway
3: it. They spoke to the traveling foreman, and he 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 recited the story um, with the what he did to actually get Special K to win. When um, he ended up winning that race, there was he went through the little process. They went through about you know taking him to a different environment every day, and they actually um, put him on the float, drove twenty minutes, even though they were right across the road from the race course. 'Cause they knew special K is that much of a nut job. Yeah. But if he if he knew that he was just walking across the road, he's got no chance. <laughs> they 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 tricked him driving twenty minutes. Wow. And then rock it up at the race course so he he knew that he was somewhere and they said as soon as they got off off the float they, he had the, the glint in his eye and the things you yeah, do, yeah, Sure narration. sure enough, he ran he ran accordingly.
1: Two stones lighter and he's still an absolute nutter. Alright. Yeah. Let's go. Let's cross codes. I reckon it's time for Hong Kong. I'm not going to touch on the last in Perth. It was a bit of a hum ho affair. Let's go yeah, straight.
2: I'll, t- I'll touch on the last quickly.
1: Oh, right, go on then. Yeah. What do you got for Um
2: us? I think, except just quick shout out to uh, Smithy yeah. for he- helping me get out of a little hole in Hobart. I won't go into the details. Um, back the winner. In, in there yeah, but then. It was a bit of a uh, situation to get back home, But yeah, anyway, Smithy's helped me out. Um, so Liam, if you're listening to the podcast, DM me. I have some Where the Punt merch for you. I just need your address.
1: Beautiful. There you go. Uh, we lost a bit of your story there anyway. I think your audio is cutting out a bit. Just oh, convenient.
3: Convenient that it cut in and out. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe just yeah, move yeah, your footy there.
1: Yeah, yeah, very convenient. We'll, uh, we'll shove that story underneath the table. <laughs> Alright, let's go to Sha Tin. Obviously it was Hong Kong International Races kinda of prelude day, that's what I'm badging it as. I don't know what they actually call it, but that's what it was. The three group twos. The only group two they didn't have like a, a preview to was obviously the VARs over twenty four hundred metres, but they obviously had the sprint, the mile and the cup preludes. My the first cup's ba- a bit of a
3: prelude, isn't it? Prelude
1: for it? What? yeah, the three. But not they don't have the Yeah, vase. but I'm
3: saying I'm saying the cup is a bit of a prelude some horses are going to step to twenty
1: four hundred meters. Oh yeah, 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 I, I get, yeah, I guess, I guess so, yeah, yeah.
2: They don't have a twenty two hundred meter race though for the vars, like because yeah. I think senior Tober would have been the absolute bet if they did.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, race three was my first bet of the day. This horse, um, he's only a little galloper. They were saying on, on the, on the vision and. Um, He's been able to win again. He's a little beauty. His name is Running Glory. He was second up and he was given an absolute peach of a steer here by Zach Purton. Um, The map was different today. He was able to settle a bit closer than Rise Brethren in the run and he's just been a little bit too good for him. Not too much too good for him. Rise Brethren only ran second by a length but I would say the win was quite dominant. Um, Never really looked like losing. He started at $1.90 so... The market was definitely in his corner, and he's been able to pick up another class two horse. 1,800 metres is a good horse. He's probably no better than this grade, but yeah, Quinella are both nice horses.
2: Yeah, Quinella, if they stepped up in grade, wouldn't go as good, I don't think. But yeah, they're in their right grade, and you can definitely follow them.
1: Yeah, let's move straight on to the hottest class three, you and I have ever seen, Barbs in Hong Kong. Race 5 at Sha Tin was over 1,200 metres. As I mentioned, it was a Class 3, and we had lots of smart horses lining up against each other, and it was Victor, the winner, who was able to come out on top. James McDonald has been able to send this horse straight to the front, and he's been much too good. Um, I wouldn't say much too good. Golden Express was huge late. I will have to quickly mention that the punting form data still hasn't come through for Hong Kong. So we wanted to wait until that had come through, but I don't think it's going to come through to tomorrow. So we didn't want to wait any longer and this review would lose relevance. So that explains that. Um, But yeah, Victor, the winner, he's been able to lead. Last start was obviously a forgive. He stepped slow. He was very green in the run. um, He's been able to... Come back here and get the win on the board. Golden Express, I really want to see his final 400 meter splits because he was three lengths off Victor the winner at the 300 meters, and he's only been beaten half a length. He's gobbled up the ground late, but yeah, you can follow the first and second. Golden Express, definitely the one to take out of the race.
2: Yeah, 100%. I'm not upset at all with how we played the race. Um, mm. Golden Express was expressed in the betting. Um went up 3.50 and it was into about 2.30 I think within about half an hour Um, they both sort of jumped together and Zach snagged back and J-Mac took off and it was pretty much all over from there because Golden Express got stuck up in traffic, didn't get out to about the 200 and as you mentioned charged late I think there's another well there's probably the other two that we touched on in the preview. Lord Thunder did work from the wide barrier. And then Island Golden is an absolute spastic. Hmm. It's, it's <laughs> beauty, beauty, beauty joy vibes. Like, it, it, about the seven 800 metres, it was travelling nicely uh, in a in a um, good trailing position. Travelling and the then lungs. It just all of a sudden decided to uh, buck jump and drifted
1: its way back in the field. Um, yeah. I just want to quickly touch on the um, the betting here. and it, The betting's probably told the story here. Um, obviously, Golden Express was expressed, as you said, and he started the favourite. But Victor, the winner, just in that last few minutes of betting, he, yeah, he really bet. was steamrolled late. Obviously, he was always going to map to lead from barrier two. Uh, Island Golden, the market definitely Open knew with him. fives. five dollars out to sixteen dollars at the jump (laughs) didn't absolutely friendless and (laughs) you can see why and lord thunder's kind of just held his price around the eight dollar mark um look he's finished well down the track but i don't think that was a true reflection of his overall ability
2: no i think the race might have been a little too hot for him he couldn't get the lead uh yeah But yeah, the first two very smart. Uh, the second horse is the one I want to follow
3: out of the race if they come up against each other
2: yeah. again. Nico? Missed
3: opportunity, you could have taken three dollars eighty Golden Express upon upon markets dropping, and you could have got about four dollars for Victor the winner at one point. Yeah. He was
2: uh, he opened four forty on bet three six five. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, oh, if, if, if go taking back in time, <laughs> if taking two bets is your thing, I guess. I mean, if you're taking those two bets, that means you're taking even money for either to win, which is, it is like, some people would like doing that and some people wouldn't. I'm more of a back one and then have the exactor the other way, which is which is what I did which here. Is,
2: yeah, I did the same.
1: Um, what did the exactor pay? It paid, paid nine bucks. Nine bucks or
2: something? Yeah, it wasn't too bucks. bad in the end.
1: So that's pretty good considering those were the two.
3: It's great. Both, but ha- They were both very short is- compared to everything else. Yeah. There is the occasional time where you don't cop the first second situation and just oh yeah it's absolutely a double double absolutely.
1: absolutely but that's why one's that's why one's even money for the bundle yeah. bet and one's nine dollars I guess yeah. All right, let's go right, to into...
3: for what it's for what it's worth I only backed Golden Express and had and saved the exacter so yeah yeah not like I did what I should have could have <laughs> anyway.
1: Race 6 was the... I'm not even going to try and say that sponsor name. It was the Sprint 12 reading group two, The BOC Private Banking JC. I don't know. Um, Lucky Swain S has been the winner here. Um, drawn Barry 11. So I think a, a lot of mappers, and you and I probably thought this as well, that he was going to go forward and you know can try and contest the lead and he would have had to burn up a couple of petrol tickets like he did last start, but... I heard Zach Purton in his post-race interview and he said he was in the behind the barriers before the race and he saw lots of speed drawn inside him and he just thought to himself, if they all jump too well for me, then I'm just going to take my medicine and go back. He's done that and that's why he's the best rider in Hong Kong. He's been able to settle back in the field. He's settled seventh, so he settled midfield, found some cover and he's let down with a brilliant sprint. Um, this is a horse who has posted, he obviously posted that massive... Uh, 11.2 length above average um, win and that was his first up performance at chart in this preparation so he's obviously come back a very very good sprinter the the story one of the other stories in the race is obviously how Paul Wellington has gone he's he was actually first out of the barriers this is a horse that we've seen settle well back in his races and you know come with a, a withering run down the outside. He jumped first out of the gates. He got keen, then he raced with his head on the side. He's also pulled up lame yesterday, so not ideal. He's only been beaten two and a half lengths. I think you kind of have to forgive it. Uh,
2: Yeah, you have to forgive it. I don't know. Look, through Wellington's career, he he has settled on speed or led a couple of races that he has won. I think Alexi should have just let him roll. I don't know. I think...
1: Yeah, slaughter.
2: yeah, a little bit of a slaughter, but I mean, then the horse is also put up lame, so you can't, you have to definitely be forgiving uh, heading towards the grand final day on December eleven. Uh,
1: provided he's not lame.
2: Yeah, 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 if he's all good. Probably the best ride of the day, wasn't it? From Zach?
1: Yeah, definitely so one I don't think
2: off. anyone, I had, did not have mapping there, and then ripping home late, um, I thought this horse was a bit of, of a control freak. Um, like, yeah, it was a good ride. Wellington pulled his head off the whole way kind of knew fate there, I think, pretty early when he jumped and then got dragged back and he just never settled.
1: But Alexi definitely choked him, I reckon, at one stage. After he jumped so well, he kind of like went, all right, hold on, we don't want to be that yeah. close. And then it he just... Didn't- yeah,
2: yeah
1: I don't know, it's just... It was just a forget. He is better than that. But they're definitely the two horses to take out of it. The others are just, I don't know, they're a little bit numberish in my opinion. Nico? If I
2: feel George's better, maybe you can, maybe, you probably get a price yeah. about him. But, but he's just, yeah, there's a few the links two. below.
1: Yeah. Nico, I know you're going to be kicking yourself a little bit because we were hard in the corner of Lucky Swainess last start and we have fallen off him here. But give us your overall assessment of the race.
3: Yeah, well hateful is what it is jumping off Lucky Swayness after one run hmm. when all the reasons were there to say he was just beaten by bad luck it wasn't like he ran overly bad he was only collared late then you got $5 for him versus
2: $2 Yeah,
3: I was kicking myself that I, I swayed especially because it's been something that I've been really working on like, not swaying like that. Like, not just jumping from side to side. So that was something that I really was disappointed in myself in. On, like, what was a really good day, I still felt like I lost because of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't like jockey slandering, but I don't think Alexi Vidal is much good. I've always thought of that. And Wellington makes him look good. I don't think he's much good as a rider. He's a proper B grader. Wellington makes him look better than what he is. He doesn't give you a very good steer very often. But I suppose he's oh, no. the same as most other jockeys over there. Like it's yeah. you're, you're so used to Zach dominating that I suppose or Joe. We'll, we miss Joe. We'll, Gee, we we'll, miss ta- Joe. we'll touch yeah. on we'll touch on Joe at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I got um,
2: no comment on that
1: election, but I think. But yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. The market, though, is are we comfortable that Relentless. Lucky Lucky Swayness is a deserving favourite? Oh, I mean, I know. Uh, sorry, I know Wellington was expressed in the market in this market, but I mean for the Hong Kong Sprint, Lucky Swayne's deserved favourite. I'm probably have to say yes.
0: Uh,
3: there's a massive Bottom. case to be made here that he was way over the odds. Oh, absolutely. Saturday. Look, the Saturday. No, one yeah, the dis- thing we haven't disrespect. mentioned yet,
1: there is, there is one thing we haven't mentioned yet, and Wellington had a three kilo swing for beating him last start, which is the market has reacted to.
3: Weights in sprint races are overplayed.
1: Yeah, a little bit. To an but, extent. To an extent, but yeah. It was more race-shaped than weights, what happened last start.
3: Well, I think there is something to take out of this, that Lucky Swayness isn't a one-trick pony. That a few thought, yeah. Like Zach, Zach was more than happy to sit behind. He, yeah,
1: he's got a good time. And, for him.
3: and and he he shattered those thoughts that, yeah, he was confident that the horse didn't have to lead. Like yeah. he was dictated to, like he was. He was happy to take a sit and let the horse finish off.
2: Mm-hmm. Also worth noting with Wellington, uh, his first up record to his second up record is very different. Only been beaten once first up. Where second up he's had five goes out and he's only won once. So maybe he just has a bit of a second up blues. I mm. think I I I'm probably still going to be with him in the group one uh, if he's uh, good to go and yeah. gets through. It's interesting. No, he's got to go. He's got to go under undergo a proper vet examination. So yeah, we'll see if he pulls up alright. I'm just probably the end of still with him. Yeah. That's Is just, there... Yeah,
3: uh, this might sound a bit post-racy, but is there is there a means to say that Wellington, like, shouldn't be a horse that's so short, given that he is not that much better than them? Like, you're saying, Benny, that he's got, what, a length on them? Yeah. At his best? They, they seem but... pretty even over there, so for a horse that's only yeah. minimally, minimal just better than them, he shouldn't be massively apart from any horse in the market is my view looking at it i know that it looks like i'm talking through my kick but moving forward he's a horse that i don't think there should be a massive discrepancy in him being a lot shorter than horses like he was on saturday like he shouldn't be three points closer if he's only a length better
1: well he's not going to be on the next start will he and you gotta
3: look at the first up run uh
2: Lucky was a dollar seventy and he was nine bucks. Yeah, exactly. Like, they just flipped. So that 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 price was that price was completely wrong with Wellington and that's why I was with Wellington that day. And I think look, Wellington just didn't show up on Sunday. Um I sort of did touch on that I, we did think five dollars for Lucky finance was a big price
1: if he Yeah Well I had it, it down as a two horse race could get across. Well, I had it yeah. down as a two-horse race, and yeah, if there's if it's a two-horse race and one's five dollars, and yeah, it is it is a decent price. But I can at the same time I can see why Wellington started around the even money mark, even shorter. He carried sixty one kilos first up. His punting form performance was 3.6 lengths to the six hundred. He came home in seven point two, so he's absolutely monstered home for a ten point eight um, overall figure, and he's just. He just hasn't gone any good on Sunday.
2: No, nah, it's just it's just a massive forgive run. You always forgive a good horse one
3: bad run. Um, yeah, and that's yeah. what I I didn't do. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I don't think Lucky Sinness was bad though, but when he ran second to him like That's well, what makes might it have even worse, but to yeah, it was do a, great a bit run. bit more of extra work. Like they're both yeah. like, fantastic. They're both the two horses in the race and just Wellington didn't show up, so we didn't land the exact saver, unfortunately. Oh, and yeah, I don't know. Just, I
1: think gonna, just I'm just going to say it. We'll go on to race seven now. Just back, yeah. just just back Wellington and Lucky Swain S into this horse, and you will not be losing on Hong Kong International Races Day. I think you'll get $5, $5.50 for both doubles. Back the truck up, and you won't be losing. Group 2, 1,600 th- metres. <coughs> what are you going to say, Bubs? We've got those trebles going yeah, yeah, yeah. We absolutely do, but I've got to assume that not everyone has that. Golden yeah. sixty, what a race this was! Um, what a cr- crazy betting market it was. Um, California Spangle, yes, he was the fit horse. He was third up. Um, he had the fitness on his side. He was always going to lead. Zach was going to be able to go whatever pace he wanted, whether he's going to go fast or slow. I had no idea what pace he was going to go. He's gone for the second option. He's gone really, really, really slow in front, and he's made Golden 60 chase him. He started at $1.55, $1.60, so he's been $3 all-in into $1.55. Golden 60 has been $1.30 all-in, out to as big as $2.10. You could have got $2.50 on the boosted prices on Bet365, so for a horse who had won 21 (laughs) starts out of 24, getting $2.50 about him... You know, which is means he's only what is that a thirty-something percent chance of winning is pretty crazy. Um, Golden sixty has had to pull out all stops to beat him. He's run twenty-one point three two seconds for his final four hundred meters, ten point four one for the four to the two, and ten point nine one for the two to the post. It was a popcorn race. Uh, it promised to be this, and it delivered.
2: Yeah, it was. It was just sit back and just watch the best horse in Hong Kong try to run down the up-and-comer. And that's exactly what he did. Market was mm. It was insane. It was... I think I took 220 uh, Golden 60. I, was, I wasn't I was going to bet. I was going to sit out like we all sort of were going to sit out. Um, the Golden 60 would go around fifty, and Spangle might get backed into... 250 or something like that. But, yeah, that wasn't the case. Um, I personally think Zach went too slow. But Mm. then also, does Zach maybe not think Spangle gets a strong 1,600 metres? And that's why he crawled. Because if you look at his second-up run, this prep when he only beat Eric the Eel by length... um, That was over 1,600 meters, and they went slow there as well.
1: Hmm. There is a potential that he is a better 1,400-meter horse.
2: When I was going to the four-yard series, we both didn't think he would run 1,600 meters, and we thought it was a massive mistake them actually going through the series. He obviously won the 1,800-meter race. Yeah, Yeah. he won the 1,800-meter race, but again, he controlled it. It was a ridiculous tempo, and Romantic Warrior had so many things against him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think this that's one um, of the best the best wins I have seen off such a slow yeah. run tempo. Well,
1: I can't wait to see the punting form data. Obviously, we we've got the we've got the raw numbers, but it'd be great to see what it rates against the class benchmark and the all benchmark. Nico, uh, all in. you were obviously with California Spangle, and to be honest, like at a dollar thirty and three dollars, California Spangle was the bet.
0: Yeah,
1: when when the market was like that, but when the market flipped on its head and Golden Sixty was out to. Two twenty, then he was probably the bet. So it was just one of those ones, Um, Nico. What'd you make of the race?
3: Well, I copped the luxury because I got to back them both at better than even money.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So you've copped a dollar fifty for either of them winning.
3: (laughs) Well, I didn't take I didn't take them individually. I took them into romance. Yeah, okay. Yeah, beautiful. Um. So yeah, obviously I backed, um, I backed Spangler two dollars twenty on. Saturday night into the two dollars forty romantic warrior, then I backed. I took the dollar sixty, obviously, um, on bet three six five. and then yeah, 60. ended up copping the two dollars ten. Yeah, yep, yeah. Yep. With the drift, so um, yeah, played both of them into romantic warrior, and I actually backed golden sixty individually. Mm. Come the jump time, because so I was like, this is this is not this right. is silly. This, this is, is silly. silly. Yeah. <laughs> the disrespect. And, but, uh, no, c- can we just clear something up? Like, oh, I love Golden Sixty. I was taking him on on the preso- on the on the proviso that he was a dollar thirty, and he wasn't yeah, exactly. going to be a betting proposition.
1: Yeah, and I can see if, that. Yeah. If
3: someone had told me that I was going to get two dollars plus, well, that's bet up fill up situations. Yeah,
2: yeah. I wasn't even going to touch the race. I just wanted to watch it. But once he started drifting, it was like, how can you not? A
1: couple of things. also The market's to take almost out got it. it right. The market almost got it right.
3: It almost did. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it was the best race. It was, a and trip. I don't think Spangles done himself any favours by going sort of slow. That's played into Golden Sixties hands. Like he, to me, Zach hasn't used his, his only edge that he's going to have for the whole preparation. Like if he was going to beat him, it was going to be on Sunday, and he didn't use that to his advantage. Mm. Like, there's there's definitely reason to say, like, I know Golden 6s didn't blow out late, but he, he surely he, he couldn't have zipped home much quicker than he did. So, no. all it would have had to take him was a half furlong earlier for Zach to click the tempo up.
1: And Vincent and might he, have been caught up. And,
3: and Vincent might have been caught up and looked like he was going to launch and just sort of peter out that last 50. So,
2: yeah. There's... Vincent... Yeah, Vincent did say post race that he was not wound up. Yeah, yeah he was. 80%. He said it doesn't yeah, have to he be healed. wound
3: up when he's just when they've walked and sprinted yeah, home. That is that is true. He
2: played it played into his hands in the end. Like yeah, he, he yeah. peeled out. He, he mentioned he peeled out early because he knew Zach was going to take off on the corner. He didn't want to let him get too far away. And he basically just said he knew the horse would do everything possible to run him down. But he just wasn't sure mm. if he would get him late because. He's only eighty percent there. Yeah, basically was, that's
3: he, what he said. He was saying that he was running on heart, not yeah, on fitness. But, but um, just
1: yeah, just an unbelievable race. Like Golden Sixty, he's definitely my favourite horse of all time. The, the best horse I've ever seen live is obviously Winks. But in terms of betting, um, Golden Sixty is actually a horse that I've like. He's a horse that what he's won twenty two starts from twenty five starts, and so often probably. you can still back him. Like you yeah. can still back him. I wasn't gonna to touch him at a dollar thirty. When he got out to a dollar sixty, I'm like, like I said to you, Nico. Even if he didn't get out to a dollar fifty, I wasn't gonna back him. He got out to a yeah. dollar sixty, and then he kept getting out, and I'm like, I knew that. I knew. I I've knew. have got to have a bet
3: here. You and I were messaging on late Saturday night. Yeah. And I, and I was messaging out, and I saw those prices. I was like, this sneaky fucker's gonna have a bet. He's gonna have a bet. And sure enough, to. Sunday had to. Yeah, exactly right. You had to. He's Honestly, got, a dollar forty.
1: The, I, w- I wouldn't have taken a dollar forty.
3: Yeah, that's the other thing with um. I know it's, people are probably going to go, Nico. This is absolutely stupid, but Golden is a lot like Sauterboy. Boy. Like for a horse who's like he wins so often, you get you, they let you on. Like I think we touched on the last, <laughs> the last yeah. jumps preview. No, the one's last fast pre- and one slow. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, you're missing. Right. You're missing. <laughs> no, I get the point. I get the no, point. No, you're missing the point. I get the <laughs> What would go on Zixi do? You missing the
0: jump, Jason. It's all right, i okay, Let me backseat. be back you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you, you paid
3: out to missing the point. I'm saying... <laughs> to Boy, for a horse who wins as often as he does, he's only jumped at an SP lower than two dollars once in his last eight jump starts. Yeah, a horse yeah. like Golden Sixty, yeah. he's not very rarely is he at a prohibitive price where you can't back him. That is what I meant. The SP profiles on horses that are fan favorites that yeah. have picket fences, like they they're horses that you shouldn't be allowed to back. Or,
1: I get what you're or, saying. What That's we're going to right. take out of it is a match race between Golden 60 and Saunter Boy. And it's going to be margin betting only.
3: See how fucking Golden 60 can jump.
1: Yeah, we'll put some jumps in there. It can be cross-country. <laughs> <laughs> Cross-codes. Not uh, hurdles either. Steve. Golden 60 will just charge straight through them. Head first. Let's get this show back on the road. Race eight was the group to over, over t- two thousand meters. So it was the Hong Kong Cup preview. Uh, Willie a bit of a trumpet. Let's you know stuff it. Let's trumpet. Um, romantic Warrior was our best bet of the day. He's gone around at around the two dollars twenty price, and he's bolted in really. We were both hard against Beauty Joy. We said he's not going to settle. He's gone around at three dollars eighty, which was crazy unders. You wanted to lay at the place. They bumped you. you they take away him. He yeah, they did, actually. He, st- he didn't start $3.80, like, did he? He started, like, shorter. No, he
2: was close to 3 bucks, I think. He started... <laughs> um, <laughs> $3.10.
3: They,
2: yeah, they backed him. I don't know what. Like, uh, They backed Romantic Warrior late, and then... Yeah. They
3: backed, Not backed him really, really Romantic late. was half-steamed, and then he eased out late. He touched yeah, that, touched the red.
2: He, he went two forty into about $1.95. Got, got back and out to $2.20. Back out, yeah, and they backed Beauty to and I'm thinking, what the fuck? But... Like I said to you, that's the only I thing was, I can
1: think of.
3: Yeah, it must have, must have been my hundred dollar saver on beauty oh, joy. Why did steam. you waste? Why
2: did you waste your hundred bucks, mate? Oh, hard. Because hard, hard, hard because every place. single
3: time this spring I've been arrogant and not saved when I've had a massive collect going, mm. I've been absolutely mm. bent over. Yeah, and but you was, shouldn't have backed him. I backed him, and I backed. Um, What's that other thing that's completely finished? Russian Emperor?
1: Russian Emperor, he's done. Yeah, he's
3: done. You know they gelded him.
1: That. He was he was an entire, they've gelded him and now he's gone to shit. Like that is the biggest cock up of all time.
2: What wait, so after he won that group one they gelded him?
1: He's he's been gelded. And now he's gone to crap and now he's got no stallion career and he could be completely in the chair. Think of all the millions not, of dollars they've not, wasted. Sorry.
3: Not many horses win a group one then get gelded? But
2: it's because they, most of the ninety-nine percent of the horses are geldings in Hong
3: Kong. Mm. But anyway, well, it's maybe he was start- only a couple of colts and a couple of mares. The rest yeah, well, may, maybe
1: potentially he was starting to play up a little bit in you know in training and stuff, and they thought, no, we want to race him on for we want to keep racing with him, and they pulled the wrong rein.
2: <laughs> Fuck it know. Yeah. They should have so- just sent him back to England where they got him from. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, let's pick nah, up the yeah, pace we... a little
1: bit here. Romantic Warrior, very good win. J Mac, perfect ride. Sat fourth in the run, peeled off at the top of the straight. He obviously jumped from the wide barrier. He jumped from nine of nine. Sub able... ride early.
3: Oh, he was able. Some ride.
1: Yeah. I think Zach had an opportunity to keep him out wide, and he kind of didn't really take the opportunity because he was probably too worried about beauty, about trying to get beauty joy to settle.
3: Zach was too worried about staying on and about... not falling off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: About 600 metres in Beauty Joy was passing his head around. I was oh. like, okay, well, I've named Six, that. 600
3: hundred's generous. Six. <laughs> Instantly.
1: As, mate, he, he was like this. like Yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> when <We laughs> n- need the vodcast. Can't
2: see Benny's throwing his head around.
1: <laughs> mate, as soon as Romantic Warrior found the 1-1, it was over. Yeah. It was over. Uh, Game had
3: right. I known, had I known, Romantic Warrior was just going to slot in the one-one, I would not have saved. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know I should have. say anyway. Now. It
2: was lay of the day. Oh, look, it's you can't lay in Hong Kong. So the way I laid it, yeah, it's shit. <laughs> but the way I laid it, which I, you two boys, was I backed Romantic Warrior, obviously. Anyway, but then I had Romantic Warrior in the exactest to beat uh, Eric the Eel, So Toboli and Diamond. Senior to Toba and Russian Emperor I was having none of Beauty Joy so yeah that paid off really well for us there. I think we both saw that race yeah, very beautiful. very well
1: quick one let's pick up the pace a little bit uh, Romantic yep. Warrior $3.50 for the Hong Kong Cup he comes up against a couple good Japanese horses is it under the odds slightly or right price
2: oh, he's he's good and he probably should be unbeaten in Hong Kong Like I still don't know how Spangle beat him at 1800 metres but I don't know. Jackdaw's pretty smart,
1: isn't he? He is very smart, and he will have his supporters on game day. Yeah, I think, I he think might they're going to start. Cl- I think I think they're going to start close. I think they're going to start like equal favorites. Oh well,
3: yeah. we're not we're not cheering for the Japanese because J Mac will be riding. I don't know. J Mac
2: say post race, Karis isn't far off being back, and oh, if don't Karras give it back to Karis. <laughs> he'll take the ride. They're loyal yeah. over there. If if Karis Karis won't be back. On the eleventh. I don't know. Nah. He'll take the he'll take he'll take the ride. Look, he's a good rider. A Kara, Karis
1: is Karis is definitely in the top couple riders in Hong Kong. So he's he's ridden Romantic Warrior fine. If he's on, then it's yeah. it's not the biggest downfall. Let's go to race nine, class two, 1,200 meters. <sighs> wow. so sad. Wow. We tipped um, into this race. Lucky with you, or I did anyway. Lucky with you, and fantastic way. Fantastic way. I think everyone saw what happened. He hit the front. He was all home and hosed. Fifty meters out, he was a nine. He got out to nine dollars. Um, he's tragically broken down in the shadows of the post after being in front. Um, yeah, obviously, rest in peace to the horse. Very, very, very sad. He was a good sprinter. Oh, for the punters, it's just one of those ones where you go, like you just can't say anything. Like a horse is just broken down. It's obviously a sick beat. I thought Beauty Eternal was the sickest beat I've ever had. This is, this is close to it. Um,
2: he was home. He's probably going to win by two. So yeah. It, yeah. It's it's sick, but yeah. Shattering. It's, I guess at the end of the day, a horse has lost its life. So yeah, it yeah, sucks, exactly. but yeah.
3: Yeah. Saw some um, good stuff on. Saw some good stuff on Twitter. If mm. you backed um, the horse that won, you should go donate your winnings to charity. All oh, right. Yeah, I saw that, that too. No, That's too. They are, you shouldn't
2: have won. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I actually thought Campione was the winner, and oh. I, was be, I was going to be sick because he's <laughs> led here. <laughs> I and, thought he won. I no, no, thought he they, won. Put, they put number one in the frame. He's carried top weight here at Campione. Um, he obviously had the the weight off with the apprentice uh, Chong on. Angus Chong. Angus um, Chong. And he's ridden him really well. And look, Campione, when he gets his lead, he did get to the lead quite easily here. When he gets his lead, he is a decent sprinter. Um but thank God Oriental Smoke has has picked him up in the final bounds of the post because it meant that we got the quaddy. I didn't. I left Campione out because I just thought a couple of these are going to be too good for him. I was right. Fantastic way was too good for him, but unfortunately what happened, happened. And Oriental Smoke down on the minimum, or actually no, it wasn't quite the minimum, 54 kilos, half a, half a kilo above the minimum, has been able to get another win and he's turned really genuine, this horse.
2: Yeah, he has. And for Zach again, who I think rode five or four? Had an outstanding day. Five, I think it was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, five, I think it won. But yeah, he did. So definitely turned genuine in this prep. And it's probably, you can follow him. Yeah, Lucky with I've you, has, going he just, forward. Has, he
1: lost, has he just lost a length and a half? He's not the same horse, is he? Oh, he, he, he ran well, but like... He's- He loomed.
2: He come. He come down the outside with fantastic way, and fantastic way put him to the sword. Obviously, until what happened. But like they come with their runs together. They they carried the same weight. Yeah. I I, I just think, what is he now? Only five. I don't know. Yeah, Something's happened. He had it good win first up. I don't know. Yeah, I thought it was disappointing. I know he ran third, but
1: he's lost the weight for more.
2: He should
1: have
3: Fal- in but. first
1: up. Yeah. Obviously a thousand meters, so I thought there was a bit of I'm um, suited over here. a thousand, yeah. But he's he's not the horse that ran second to Romantic Warrior and gave him a scare. Not at
3: all. Well that that but shows I'm, that thousand metre race. I know I'm short of his best, but obviously hmm. not going very well.
1: He's like he's he's a good horse. He's just not he just hasn't gone on with it. He's just not a great horse. Like he's run yeah. okay here, but like he's just yeah. He's not doesn't what pay. I thought He, was he beat, going to doesn't, to it. doesn't
3: pay for being okay
1: He's barely He's only been beaten Like point You know Point two But like fantastic way As you said motor yeah.
2: yeah I mean And this horse Go back through his form He beat Cordyceps 6 Who <sighs> he, He's not Better than Him And he's Yeah Great So I don't know the Audio's has, just cutting out
1: A little bit again will Sorry All good He
2: um through he beat um six, who all agree is a half decent sprinter in hong kong so
1: yeah yeah 100 uh, percent. let's quickly we'll quickly do the last um race 10 was a class three over 1400 meters good buddy landed good bets $2.90 it started so steamrolled in betting hugh bowman 56 kilos uh the horse we backed was erimo he apparently is only a small horse, and he's carried the 61. He was up from 56 and a half, and Zach Purton rode the perfect race on him, had all the favours. He actually held Hugh Bowman in on the danger for a fair while, um, and then at the top of the lane, I said in my tip, where either like he's going to get the perfect run, it's just going to be at the top of the straight. Is he going to sprint with the 61 or not? He didn't let down one iota. Um, and a good buddy has got the split. Hugh Bowman finally found that gap. It was an outstanding ride by him, and he's won well. Um, yeah, not much to say other than that.
3: Huey's no. just going to love riding in Hong Kong because they go usually in a solid clip, and the gap's open. You can duck hmm. and dive. That's his style. That was exactly exactly picture, picture perfect, perfect for yeah. him. The same rides that he would ride at Randwick or Rose Hill and just run up asses. It's <laughs> just as ran into fresh air on Sunday. It's a huge yeah. win. An important win for Huey, especially... They said, because, as you touched on earlier, Barb, a lot of the owners over there, they loyal. stick with the luck, the lucky jockeys, and they're loyal, so... They're yeah, very, the very, loyal, They stick yeah. with the ones that are winning, so... It is important. Yeah. And another thing... A lot of the jockeys over there, obviously... Uh, what's the right word? Not scared, but um, like put off by Zach hmm. and yeah, no, the right. big figure that he that he is. You know, like they they're behind the barriers and they see him on the favorite, and you know they're like, oh, well, we're running for second here. Huey... Huey's not gonna care who Zach Purton is. He's he's gonna be like, well, if you're good enough to beat me, you, you'll beat me, and I'll make you earn it. So. It's going to be good. Hopefully, Huey and a few of the others do hit the ground running because it, would, it is nice to see it not just one-way traffic. As good as it, is, as it is to back Zach four or five times, you do want to see good racing.
1: Yeah. I will just quickly mention, we've got to mention all the Aussie jockeys around the country. Um, Damien Lane won the Group 1 um, in Japan on the three-year-old $9 chance. Uh, I forgot what his name was Seph something. Sephiros. Sephiros. Uh, Mark Zara won the Gold Cup Singapore. in Hong Kong. Uh, in Singapore on Hong Kong win, I think his name was. Oh, yeah.
3: Hong, Hong Kong Great. Or Hong, Hong Kong Great. Kong? Oh, Hong yeah. Kong great. How yeah. about how about the betting move? He was fifteen dollars in into six dollars.
1: Yep, so he's the cup King. The map. Perfectly uh, narrated by our man behind the binoculars.
3: Tricky tricky Mickey ran second, your mate my mate in the gold cup who's my Michael mate Michael D Tricky Mickey your mate
1: yeah
2: Michael D Nico's favourite jockey
3: not my favourite jockey
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah Pat, Pat Comerford obviously another fantastic call by him in Singapore friend of the show um, that was brilliant um, not just a yeah, friend a guest. I a guest a well. guest
3: as well a he's a guest at Racing Previews
1: and he's calling group one winners how good Willie Bobs, any other thoughts
2: nah I just thought I thought that uh, that call as well was was up by him too that's about it alright
1: uh, I think that was it for racing it's, podcast has gone on a bit but we'll get into the questions next and then we'll wrap up
0: can I ask you a question can I ask you a question can
1: I ask you a question alright question time I've just got the four of them I'm not sure if you boys have received any more than that uh, Matthew Wintour, uh, a little insight onto how you price a horse. I find it so interesting what you, Nick, and Will do. Obviously, talking about Willbot. Will would be able to answer this question really well, but I'll give my two cents worth. Kind of sculpting a market is all about implied probability. So, basically, if you think a horse is a $2 chance, then it is a 50% chance of winning. Um, if you think it's a $5 chance, and it's a 20% chance of winning and so on. If it's a $10 chance, then it's only a 10% chance of winning. So that is the basic crux of what shaping a market is, just about working out the implied probability. As Gator likes to say it, if we run this race 10 times, how many times is this horse going to win it? That's, a, that's the simple way of trying to look at a market. But yeah, there is no exact science to it. It's pretty much just your opinion and how much of a chance you think a horse has in the race. Any other thoughts?
3: Yeah, just touching on that, I sort of, I never have put the time and effort into learning about making my own markets, but something that I look at when I'm sort of staking my confidence levels, I sort of only rove it around horses that are short in the market and normally I'll bet accordingly if I think there's an edge such as hypothetical, I thought... On the weekend, that it was closer to an even money chance, hmm. rather than the two eighty like the two eighty chance. So to me, there's a there's enough of an edge to invest quite heavily. So that's the way I sort of break it down. It's more so horses that are sub sort of three dollars in the market and my yeah. confidence levels. Yeah, but as you said, you know, um, like I, I if I'm confident, I'm not afraid to mark a horse a dollar fifty if I think yeah. this race will set up perfect for it and it, it'll win the race two out of three times as gator would like to say
1: um, and it do, and you don't necessarily have to say you don't necessarily have to, have to shape a whole market you can just kind of no. see a horse like you and i bubs like we saw beauty joy sitting there at three dollars eighty. Three dollars eighty means that horse wins one out of four of the races and wins none out of four exactly so you and i probably had a price any price we probably would have had it 20 to one
2: yeah, I would have had it long, very long.
1: Yeah, we probably would have had at least $15, something like that. But, you know, we you don't actually have to pr- price a whole race, but you can pick and choose, like, this horse is just savage unders and this one is overs.
3: Yeah, you can you can sort of compare horses in the market. So say something's a $4 yeah. chance and something's a $9 chance, and you think the $9 chance is a better chance than the $4 chance, well, yeah, that's when you start to create your overlays. But, yeah, that's that might be a question that we'll note down and we'll let... Will uh, elaborate on because absolutely he loves marking horses hundreds and so is on. is the, the bot, side. the bot, the bot, our robot.
1: All right, Caden thirty five says, "What do you think about G sixty in the mile? Less or more keen? Will be fitter? Definitely more keen. I think
2: You
3: couldn't be less keen.
1: Yeah, with with even luck, he does look the winner. I think dollar fifty plus." Is a bet.
2: Yeah, if he's a dollar fifty plus, you're just opening the shoulders, aren't you? Like, he's actually going to get him. Don't
3: tempt Benny.
1: Oh mate, I'm backing him.
3: Benny doesn't need to be tempted. Don't tempt like, him to just open the wallet yeah, if, if,
1: if, if the spring, if the sprint yeah. is before the mile, then I might not have to back him.
3: He will get. He
1: can get sorry, sorry, Sunday. your audio is breaking up again. What are you? What are you saying?
2: Sorry. He'll actually get a tempo on Sunday. Ah, uh, sorry, on December, really, yeah, yeah. Uh, 11, December eleven. Not like 11, yeah. he did on <laughs> Sunday. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Absolutely, yeah. We're definitely more keen. Um, I don't think Spangle can turn the tables on him unless unless he just ran up arse the whole straight. <laughs> Which we, Which is- to God. <laughs> <laughs> we pray to God.
3: Golden Sixty just go doesn't want to draw barrier one. Yeah.
1: Probably not, but he he can he we ha- we have learned he can take a position if he. Absolutely needs to, but yeah.
2: Give Mark Mack another chance to give a give a, rip a call, doesn't it? Vincent gets oh, him out I'm, now.
1: And here he comes. Obviously, there will be a couple of Japanese horses to come over, but none of them look good enough, really. I don't know. I didn't think the Japanese race rated that well on the weekend, and I don't think they're good enough to beat him. All right, KIC underscore 0505 says, Why doesn't Waikuku take off with that really slow tempo? Quite new to racing. Cheers. It's a fair kind of point. Waikuku sat second in the run. He's obviously ended up running third. He's a decent horse. Look, he's lost a couple lengths off his best. Like this is a horse who half took the crown off Beauty Generation for a, for a couple of runs. He beat him a couple of times a few years ago, and he's not the same horse he was a couple of seasons ago. But yeah, has he, he beat? Con- he he beat, beat
2: Golden Sixty last. Yeah, soon. he beat
1: he beat Golden Sixty last year. Doing-
2: yeah, doing a similar thing, taking off. Like I don't know, it's sort of. It's probably to go back a good to question. Nico is saying they just are they just not taking Zach on because they just don't want to. Like every race that Spangle has got the lead,
0: yeah.
2: no one has taken him on. Going back to the four year old series, going back to the start of this preparation, no one wants to take Zach on.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I think they're also thinking in the back of their mind: this is not a grand final. Do I really want to take off around the field and give this horse a gut gutbuster? Yeah. When the Hong Kong Mile, worth gazillion dollars, is coming up, um, in obviously only a few weeks time, what is so these these races are worth? I'm not sure. They're probably worth half as much as what the Group Ones are worth. Probably like less. Yeah, probably even less. All right, and then the last one is another Hong Kong question. We absolutely love it. It's good to see the racing previews faithful. Uh, getting on board the Hong Kong train because I think it is one of the best betting jurisdictions in the world. Like the punters are just so well looked after with information and cracking contests. Trent Down says, Any future bets in Hong Kong, uh, Hong Kong Cup, sprint, vase, mile, etc.? Um, we put out Glory
3: one... Vars in the Vars.
1: Glory vase in the Vars. He obviously ran, he's obviously won two Vars. Short enough
3: now. You're not bashing yeah, with $8 or whatever it is. Still
1: could um, There is one horse Golden we, 60 into him We put a bet out for But the price is actually gone Unfortunately Stone Age We took $26 dollars for in the vase He's into $8 So that was a nice little bet I think Glory Vase Is going to be hard to beat um, But yeah I think Most of the futures markets They're probably right price At the moment aren't they There's not that much Overs in now Just Nah
2: Not
1: after 60. the weekend Golden 60 $1.70 <laughs> Overs Is he $1.70 on Ladbrokes, is seven yeah? Yeah, okay. So, yeah. decent. Alright, I think that's pretty much us. Let's wrap up there. It's been quite a longish review, but there was four different um, jurisdictions we were betting into, so we had to review them all. We'll be back on Thursday, and I'm going to announce this special guest on here. We've got Jack Dickens coming on from the Mailbag, so absolutely huge get Um, it's going to be outstanding so listen in there Um, go and listen to their their podcast obviously he's a master at what he does and it's going to be very good to have him on exciting times lads
3: huge I'm sure there'll be some differing opinions another strong personality coming on the podcast so it'll be interesting to see if Dicko and I align or are against each other
1: yeah building the brand mate That's,
2: that's huge boy congratulations
1: Thank you, mate. And we'll have you back on, obviously, for that December 11 meeting for Hong Kong International Race Day. The best race day of the year, in my opinion. All right. Thanks, lads. See you soon. Cheers. Cheers, guys.